This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Welcome to the show, episode 10, Divots and Pivots here for you, and hey, we're going to do a little something different this week, because you know what, Golf World is different this week, we got the WGC match play, we're headed out to the Austin Country Club, and this is going to be a different style of play for you guys this week, if you're playing DFS, if you're picking, we get to do a bracket, forget college basketball, everyone's loving that, we got a World Golf Championship golf bracket for you this week, so we're going to get into that, we're going to hit all those those points for you but we're gonna start something new here we might do this monthly we're gonna see how this goes we're gonna do what we're gonna call a reversal show for you so the show's called divots and pivots today this week we're gonna pivot and we're gonna fix some of the divots in our lives we're gonna talk about some real stuff and try to relate it back to golf for you so if that's your thing stick around hang out with us we're gonna we're gonna make ourselves a little vulnerable here for you we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with it and just try to shed some expertise that we have learned in our life. And like I said, we're going to go keep it in the golf realm. But without any further ado, Mr. Bud Copeland, you're on the tee. Tell us, how are things going? Wonderful, phenomenal, fantastic, outstanding. We got a road show again here. Um, <clears throat> I checked with the higher up, higher ups at Belly Up, and they said I could get, I could upgrade to the, the good internet this week. So <laughs> we shouldn't have any interruptions. Apologies for that last week. But no, man, I'm pumped. We're back at... We're back with the WGC match play. I agree with you in the sense of pivoting this week because uh, we all, we've all got divots we can take care of. Uh, and always replace your divots. Always replace your divots. And be a good yeah. friend. If you see somebody else who's got a divot that needs replacing, help them out. But more importantly, you, you nailed it. We're in Austin. Austin's known for being weird. And we're starting with match play on Wednesday. So everything's a little weird this week. So we're keeping with Austin being weird. We are going to look at a little bit of a bracket action. Uh, I've got my final four, and I've got my own little – theories on match play in general because uh, as they say in the sporting world you can throw out the record books when they get together at the austin country club well really you can throw them out anytime you see some match play so looking forward to looking forward to looking back a little at last week uh just for 2.5 because your boy did pick a winner at the valspar uh not the winner notice i said a winner my uh, my (laughs) other fantasy league because i'm that guy with quote unquote the other fantasy league i had jt uh and he was the leader in the clubhouse for our group of 26 so um shout out to me but as you were pointing out we did we didn't do too shabby we we i think i think we uh we did all right with the snake pit 
Um, and after Florida, that 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 little swing of finishing holes between the bear trap and the stadium uh, and the snake pit, I think the guys are going to be a little uh, excited to get to the myopic. And what I mean by that is match play is one swing, one stroke, yeah. one hole, uh, both in the positive and the negative. And so we're going to be looking for folks who have got it together between the ears, who've got it together around the green. Uh, and are you know, I'm going to call this week the, the week of Ted Lasso. If you're a goldfish, you're going to do well. You're going to swim far in the tournament. So uh, looking forward to pivoting uh, to some other things uh, when we get there. But uh, what's shaking with you? How do you even first question? Because I don't want to reveal my final four just yet. First question for you, <laughs> as everybody knows, especially in the uh, <laughs> especially in the divots and pivots nation. Uh, I'm still on tears. I'm still on tears with, you know, baby steps into the DraftKings. I've, I've dipped my toe in the classic. Um, I, I got bit a little bit, but it's understandable. So I didn't even want to mess around with DraftKings this week and match play, not because they don't do it right. We love you, DraftKings. We love you. It's that your boy Bud here isn't ready for it yet. So how do you, a seasoned pro in the DFS world, how do you go into kind of match play? There is edge with match play because, like you said, a lot of people either try to avoid it so the fields are possibly going to be lower or – they don't even think through the fact of how match play is going to work and think of it as a bracket. They just do what they usually do and pick based off the salary and pick guys. And then they end up with, you know, three guys on their team that happen to be in the same two brackets and they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot because already you're, you're looking at the majority of your team, not making it through. So I'll, I'll give you a rundown. So as we all know, match play, it works as a bracket. We got how many is it? It's uh, I think it's 64. I think they did. So yeah, six. There's sixteen kind of little mini. It's yeah, yeah. sixty-four teams. So the sixteen. Or so the players. sixteen different groups in the group stage consisting of four golfers each. So yeah, sixty-four. So when you're comparing it to March Madness, which we got going on right now, only one one golfer comes out of those each of those groups to move on to the second round, the round of sixteen. So you gotta pick that one golfer right if you can you know obviously for each round but you got to even think further ahead you got to think final four you got to think elite eight uh those are the guys that you want to have in your lineup and like you said before with match play guys come out of the woodwork where they just play match play and like they're just good at it you're kevin kisner's your ian polters who don't show up until the Ryder cup until the president's cup until your match play tournaments so these these are guys that like kevin kisner i think this week if we believe he's going to play well like he has in the past, I think he's only like 7,600 on, on DraftKings. So it's a massive value there to where you can go after some, you know, like a Justin Thomas who's playing great right now. Well, okay, so bad example. Justin Thomas is in the same bracket as Kisner. But but someone like Xander, who we liked last week, who played well last week, you know, he's in a, he's in a bracket with Finau, uh, Herbert, and Kanaya. So that's a bracket that he can very easily come out of, and you might want to pay up for that because he's got an easier route to the the elite eight after that so you got to think ahead you want your final four you want your finals and you want your elite eight those are the guys you want on your team of six and then you just kind of finagle it to make the salaries work to get there because so you're you still picking six you're still picking six like 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 a classic yeah. lineup and you're, you're crossing your fingers because if they stay alive and get through just like making the cut right that's but that's exactly. kind of what you're looking for so, so each scoring team- and pricing is the exact same on DraftKings as it would be any other tournament. So you got to think about the bracket. You got to look at the bracket when you're picking. So this is where a tiers mentality might come in, where you can't get distracted too much by salary, by uh, by position on the DraftKings DK points rank. You really do have to look snapshot by snapshot. Those four, those four golfers, how are they playing right now? What kind of course is Austin country club? Does it favor any of them? Uh, I know, I know if you're looking at the bracket where Scotty Scheffler or Billy Horschel are the finalists last year, uh, they, I mean, they battled, they dueled. It was great. 
uh, and Scotty Scheffler's playing well. So folks like that, you got to look at it. And like you said, you're looking for 16 survivors. And then, yes. you, then you got to comb through there and say, who are like the six that I know? Or Okay, I got yeah. it. I got it. All you right. take so those 16, and that's up. when you start looking at salary to make the math work. Because, you know, it don't get hung up. Like you said, don't get hung up on the the fantasy points per game little column that they have on DraftKings because – you know, that's going to mean nothing if one of those guys who has so say Justin Thomas doesn't make out of the first round for some reason, he may have massive fantasy points per game. But if he only plays one round, he's not going to get you anywhere near someone like, you know, Kisner, who if he makes it out of the first round and makes it to the, you know, the, the final four, he's going to have what's that four rounds on Justin Thomas to score points to score birdies. Kisner's automatically going to score more than Justin Thomas. Is. So you, you got to kind of ignore the basic stuff that DraftKings and other sites puts in front of you to that you usually fall on to make a deciding pick between guys. You got to fill out the bracket first, do your bracket and then open up DraftKings and figure out how you can make the math work with your final four, your elite eight, however far you got to go down, get your pool of players and then reverse yeah. engineer your, your based on that. I love that you keep bringing kids and you keep dropping kids name because he has won this. He always seems mm-hmm. to show with match play. I think with the guy with his personality, first of all, the guy puts, crazy if you've ever seen his putting routines he wears they almost look like they're um exercise shoes from the 80s they've got like a half a ball on the bottom of them and he sits there and he and he balances while he hits you know putts anyway a guy like him who's always dangerous in match play there was a little scuttlebutt going around because he's getting a little snarky uh, uh last fall when he got mm-hmm. he didn't get picked for the Ryder cup again yeah and and he was playing really well leading up to that decision too. Like he was, he was on playing fire. well. He got into the FedEx Cup and and I loved his interview later. He let the dust settle and then he came back and said, "You know, it, I, it is what it is. I'm over it now." He's like, "I've gotten the same phone call for ten years. Hey, yeah. bud, you've been playing well, but then you kind of died off at the end. Yada yada yada." And he pointed to his match play success at the Presidents Cup. He played his match play success at the WGC, mm-hmm. uh, and and he also made some sort of snide remark to the fact that there's a reason that he shows up in high pressure moments. And those kind of high money game situations. If you haven't already Googled it, or if you don't know the story behind this ain't no hobby, fellas, look it up. It's a great wing foot kind of myth that's floating around out there. But Kiz is always dangerous in a do or die situation because quite frankly, I don't think he gives a flying, you know what? I mean, he's famous for saying they give out a lot of money for 20th. He finished fourth two weeks ago, took home 980 K 20th would have gotten him 280. but I mean, he's got a point. So when you don't have a lot to prove and, you know, people just could continually don't give you the respect that you have, um, I'm going to say earned, but I'm also a bulldog yeah. and I'm, I'm incredibly biased when it comes to my boy Kiz. I think Kiz uh, has earned it. He's earned it. Come on. Yeah, he's been <laughs> out there, there long you. enough. He's got a handful of win- – listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. Real quick, truth gun to your head. Whose career do you take right now? And you get them for the rest of time, but you got to go all in right now. Kevin Kisner or Ricky Fowler? Well, you gotta, I mean, look, if I'm just wanting financials, it's, it's Kisner. So Ricky Fowler makes up for, uh, if you want to get real technical, Ricky Fowler makes up for it with the sponsorship deals and, and all that stuff. Cause mm-hmm. he's a face, but even those are falling off for him. Like when's the last time you've seen Ricky Fowler in a commercial for anything for Puma or whatever kid. Look, that's why Matt Kuchar is one of the highest paid golfers on tour, or like the most highest career earnings I should say on tour, right. because it has nothing to do with how long he's been playing. It's cause like you said, he makes cuts. He finishes in the 30s, and he makes a couple hundred thousand every turn when he plays. And I'll and I'll do you one better. Matt Kuchar also was the very first golfer to 
come of age in the Tiger era. He was the yeah. first U.S. amateur winner after Tiger. So you could argue that that whole era when when Tiger – because Tiger, people forget, Tiger was – he was going to be a senior at Stanford. He didn't have to hang it up. He yeah. probably could have won another one or two of those. Uh, but Nike at Co. was dangling $100 million. And back in 1996, that used to be a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah. I know we give that out for running backs nowadays. I don't know if you saw Tampa News again. Leonard Fournette's back. Yes. Um, but 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 to your point, Matt Kuchar has the and I'm not going to say privilege or benefit, but it's a serendipitous thing where that same career ten years earlier would still have been a nice, probably a nice living, and he would have been happy. Listen, I know it's a grind. I know there's a lot of pressure on those guys, but at the end of the day, if you ask them point blank, staring them at the face, would you rather do this or dig ditches? I mean, come on, uh, they do hit a ball yeah. for a living. They do it well, and it's not easy. Uh, to do it at that level. I'm not denigrating that, but the point point being Kucher really did kind of, he was the first one in this new era, this new wave where you didn't have to, you didn't have to win two, three, four times a year to have that freaking monster year. You win once or you get a bunch of, you bit, you make a bunch of cuts, handful of top tens and you're a millionaire. Uh, it, it's yeah. a, it's a pretty cool thing. So, sorry, I went off the rails there a little bit because no, I do think, you hit, I you do hit think the- Kiz is going to get this. I think we're going to get, you're going to hear the kids chatter this week, first of all. And by the way, if you're listening to us right now and you haven't gotten your picks in, I don't know what time they tee off in Austin. You might want to look it up, but um, I mean, being Wednesday morning, they are starting Wednesday this week. So that's, that's another kind of little uh, PSA. I don't think it's a PSA if it's already started, but kids look for them and then look for the chatter about him in the president's cup this year. And then look for the chatter about him in the Ryder cup back to you in the studio. No, but in the, in the rant's fine because you hit on some points that we're going to get into further on in the show a little bit later about you That's know the guys the tease. That, the tease yes the guys who have success in these types of high pressure or in these match play scenarios are the guys like you said earlier have it together in between the heads and in the in between the ears I mean and by that I mean they they just play their game they don't let whatever their opponent for that round is doing affect their shot so. Hell, someone sticks it within five feet of the pin for a birdie opportunity. They're not then feeling the pressure to say, well, I got to stick it within four. They say, no, I just got to put it on the green and trust my putter. I'm going to play my game because there's a chance that that guy misses that five-foot putt and I can still make my birdie or we just walk out of here with a with a push for the hole and we both par. Like you, They're the guys who are comfortable in themselves when they're on the golf course to just go out there and say, hey, I'm going to play my game. And I'm gonna let the other guy feel the pressure to make the mistakes. Those are the guys that have success. You're, you're like we said, Kisner, Kucher, Ian Poulter. Like these are guys who they just play their way and they don't really care what what anybody else thinks. Yeah, you can't. It, again, it's the week for Ted Lasso more so than anything because if you don't forget quickly, and when I say quickly, I mean hole by hole. You can, and, yes. and you'll talk to these guys. Um, John Rahm's a perfect example. You know, Tigre was steel. He was. And he was famous for not talking to anybody, sometimes even his caddy. You know, you hear from Stevie back in the day, he'd get in these modes where all we would do is walk up and Tiger wouldn't even look at him. He would just reach out for a club. And that was when he was winning like nine, 10, 11 times a year. Um, but if they, if, they, if they can't, you know, if they can't get it out, Brooks can do it pretty quick. But John Rahm is one of those guys where people think that he's a mess because he's, I can't say it without trying to do it. He's fiery, but he's not Irish, but I can't say fiery without an Irish accent or whatever. He, he shows his emotions on the course. He's Spanish. He's about as Spanish as they come to every stereotype of the word, meaning shot making, you know, yes. bravado, passion. But then he stands on the in front of the ball the next time and it's like dead face. 
Yeah. And, uh, and he's good at it, man. I mean, it, 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 it's fun. I saw, I saw something on, on TV the other day or not even TV. It was the interwebs because I was born in 1982. So things come on internet. Now you don't see anything on TV, but the, my pillow guy, but, uh, we were looking at uh, somebody pointed out that Rory McElroy is now the oldest player in the, in the world's top 10. Just is he really <laughs> entered that. That was my point. I mean, you're talking about like Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa. I mean, how old, how old is he? he? What? How old is he? Thirty-two. Roy? Yeah, he's thirty-two, thirty-three, somewhere in there. Yeah. He's a cherub. <laughs> he was sixteen. I remember when first seeing him Jeez. play, and he had—I mean, God, it was god awful. But who—who who really did look good at sixteen? Um, <laughs> probably who peaked at sixteen? I—I I am lying. I had some long ass hair at sixteen. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The only thing that's changed from 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 me is probably my facial hair. I didn't have much facial hair at sixteen, but I was still. <laughs> I'm a Florida kid, man. I was a North Florida boy. I, I think I've been barefoot or wearing Sperry since I was two years old. So uh, I, it's a I've had a lot of changes in my life. <laughs> well, let's talk about change. No, real quick before we before we go deep because uh, yes. we do we do we got some stuff We're we got to get deep out there. Today. We got to exercise it. But it, first and foremost, this is a golf show. Yes. Which, if you're on the Twitter sphere. Go on there, and I'll let my boy kind of pitch it even better. He's 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 up snug with the big the big dogs at Belly Up, but there's a bracket challenge going on with Belly Up Sports, the podcast network. Yes, there By the way, first of all, if you're only listening to us, you're doing yourself and the whole team a disservice. There's an incredible pool of talented individuals who yes. all are very different, and they've all got very different opinions, and it's fun. So dig around on Belly Up, find find some people you like, find some people you don't like. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is listen to smart people who I disagree with. But anyways, yeah, uh, there's an easy way to do it. Just go to just go to tikilive.com and search Belly Up Sports. You can leave us on all day long. Every show will come on daily. That we got a different lineup of shows every day that are new episodes and sometimes some reruns mixed in there because that's just the way TV works sometimes. But just leave it on no. all day while you're working and listen to it. You're going to hear new content every day, 24 seven and on the belly up radio station that you can also find on Tiki live. It's the same thing. So you can, you can listen to everybody and enjoy your time. Just have it on as background noise and learn something new every day. It's fantastic. That's that. That's what we have to do is we need to build in a mute button for me. You should, you should get it. <laughs> I or, mean, and, and you just have to have cut me one. off. It's, so anyways, it's uh, so I just muted him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We need that, especially, um, especially, especially when we start getting some other people in this in this place. But let's talk about it real quick. We got a couple of minutes. Yes. I want to go into and again, uh, my key factors for this week are we've already touched on on it. One head game, and when I say head game, I mean somebody who's won before. Uh, yes. It's rare that I think you're going to see a breakthrough winner at uh, at a match play event. I mean, Scheffler almost did it last year, but Scotty Scheffler has been a unique being since he was a child in the game of golf. Yeah. So I think, like you said. A little bit of gravitas, a little bit of, uh, you know, you, you can't still have your spots. That's all that if you're, if you, you know what I'm saying, you got to, you got to be, you got to be a little bit of a vet. So head game, short game. I really like folks yep. who are, who are creative around the, around the greens. I, oddly enough, I don't like a guy like Victor Hovland, Hovland this week, even though he won the U.S. Amateur at Pebble Beach. But Pebble Beach is also a course that we've seen before where if you're a shot, if you if you if you're a ball striker and you don't miss the fairway, you can eat that place up. Tiger did it in front of our eyes. Victor didn't want a US amateur. Um, so I really think that scramblers, stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, look for your Bubba, Kiz. Uh you know, if if Justin Thomas 
if that if that short game is on, he is another one of those guys inside 95 yards. He's genuinely thinking I'm going to I'm going to make it. So um, I will I, I have to pick between Kiz and JT. I do think JT yeah. is going to get the best better of him. I think uh, so, too. One- it is closer than one would think, but it's because what we're, like we said, what we're looking for when it comes to the match play is that we, we need consistency because you want someone who. Yeah, sure. Justin Thomas is someone who can go out there and and fire off a you know a 16 under in a four day tournament, but one of those rounds he might only go like we saw Justin Thomas. I think this this past week only started off at two under, uh, and then he obviously finishes it you know double digits. But what we need in match plays, we need guys who are going to be consistent throughout each round because all you have to do is have one bad round and you're out, one bad hole and you're out basically because it doesn't matter what you might shoot for a full you know four day tournament here. We we got to go one mm-hmm. round at a time, so we need consistency. And look, I do I do believe Justin Thomas is playing well enough right now where he's going to be able to probably edge out Kisner in that bracket, um, and especially over Leishman and Liss. I just don't think either one of them are playing well enough to be able to compete with the two of them in a match play style. Um, but yeah, consistency is another big thing we need to look for this week. Exactly. So I mean, I think if I, if I, if I'm if I'm turning in my tickets, so to speak. You know, I am looking at Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, because I do think that uh, he's playing really good golf. And this last year, one step short, he's a Texas kid. So Scheffler, JT, DJ, just because I, I, I just I, he's not playing terrible, and no. I just don't want to bet against him. And I look at the other folks in his in his in his bracket there with Max Homa, Matty Wolf, and Mackenzie Hughes, and nobody there's wowing me, especially Matty Wolf, who we still want to see where he's gonna get his groove. So yeah. I think DJ's got a chance to make a run against Scotty Scheffler's gonna be coming down from b- b- below him, JT in the other direction. And then I I don't hate Xander Shoffley. I'm actually looking up in that area, yep. and I think I'm gonna follow you there and think that he can get through. Tony Finau might be a tough because if Tony gets going, he's another one of those guys who uh, we just haven't seen him get going in a while. That's the thing. That's yeah. So a JT DJ Xander X is going to give it to you. Um, <laughs> and Shoffley. Sorry. I do love, or, I do love. This I mean, when we were on Xander last week and, and he came through for us, so, you know, you got to love how he's, he's going to hit. He's not, he's not, he's going to hit soon. He's one of those players. Again, Olympics was his last, I think big win. Um, the yep. Ryder Cup loses the, loses its uh, I think allure of counting as a win when yes. you see your buddies winning. So not that none of these not that these guys don't want to win every freaking week, but the, we're talking about of course they want thorough, to, yeah yeah we're talking about some thoroughbreds who do have that different gear of how many holes are left five I got to go three under all right let's do it exactly yeah and I'm just quickly going through my bracket here to see who I do line up with in the final four. I can tell you right now another guy that I'd be curious to get your opinion on because there's a few brackets here that are definitely up for grabs for some of these lower seeds and lower price guys so for instance the the abraham answer webb simpson brian Harmon, and bubba watson bracket mm-hmm. that, that's a bracket where it wouldn't shock me if brian Harmon came out of because yeah. he, he hasn't been playing bad this year and that's just that's a bracket that's kind of just there for the taking any one of those guys can do it so i'm going to take someone who's been looking better this year and, and for me that would be Harmon in that situation i i agree with you there just a quick analysis on that one is um, Abraham answers the hot the hot hand, I think, in 72 holes. Uh, but like you a just said, a lot of background said, noise. I apologize. <laughs> you're fired. Uh, the uh, but answers answer would be out of those four. If you said who's going to finish better in a 72 hole tournament, I mean, I I'm not going to bet against sure. that guy right now, especially uh, with some of the I think it's the tequila commercials that he's got going on right now. <laughs> I, I mean, don't think I've makes, seen those actually. I don't even like tequila, and he makes me want to drink it. But um, <laughs> Webb Simpson, 
I just don't think Webb's going to do well in match play. I think Webb is again yeah. seventy-two holes, and he can get it grooving. He's either going to hit, he's either going to be on the rails or off the rails. It's going to be um, one of these matchups where his putter is just not there because that's just in how match Webb play. Is. In match play, I just dropped his name. You can't, you can't avoid Bubba from Baghdad because he's a shot maker. Yep. He's creative. He can make a ten and then go make three twos in a row or something. You know, it's like he's sure. a crazy guy like that. Uh, but if I put him and Brian Harmon on the course. You just nailed it. Current, you know, current form. Brian Harmon's got him, um, and actually, that's who I have coming out of that that bracket. Not going much further. I think yeah. I have Morikawa knocking him out. Um, I think Morikawa has been chomping at the bit, but I also have Colin and losing to X next round. See, I got Harmon beating Morikawa too, but I have him losing to to X going into the 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 final four. Uh, Will Brooks Kepka win a tournament this year? He's not winning the first round this week. So no, Harold Varner the third's coming out of that. You think so? Okay, so hold on. Where is that? Uh, see, I got Lowry. I got Lowry coming out of there. Shane, Shane Lowry. He, he's I, he's on one this year so far. And, and did I'm you just see gonna, his ace at seventeen? Uh, I, so I didn't see it, but I heard. I got the alert that it happens, but I didn't see the video of it yet. It, it. it first of all, I just want to hug the guy, like Shane. <laughs> Shane. He. I mean, I want to do like a Sean Connery impression, even though I know Scottish and Irish, the whole difference. But the voices all blend together in my brain. No, it was great. He nailed it. And apologies to the producers after just burping like that. Uh, he, nailed apology, the, he nailed apology to me. <laughs> he nailed the. He nailed the ace, and then he just turns around, chucks it, and he's smiling with that big old jaw, like that bulldog grin that he's got with the long beard. And uh, he does strike me as the kind of guy, again, like Bubba, who could make a 13 and then go make four birdies in a row. And you're like, yeah. what? So I like that call. I'm sticking with HV3. Okay. Because after his after his win in, uh, was it Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia? I can't remember which one. But he was, in the, he was over in the, um, in the Middle East or Southwest Asia, depending on which geography teacher you're talking to. <laughs> but when he, met, when he won earlier this year, I think – I think it's been a while since we've seen him front page. And again, this is a kind of tournament where he hasn't been playing bad, especially since the win. Yeah. And in a match play scenario, you get hot and get through that first round. I don't think he gets by Johnny Rom. Um, I, I don't. I yeah, think no, he, I, I got Rom going to the final four. So I have him losing to DJ. And I think that's just mostly because I could see it happening. I could. Well, you know what it is? Whoever is hitting their driver better that day is going to win because they, they both can spray it. And then they both can hit it 340 within a bucket. I yes. uh, I saw somebody talking about his watching DJ on the range from behind and just saying, if you ever want to know the difference, I think it was a Sports Illustrated article. You ever want to know the difference in what we do and what they do? He watched Dustin Johnson hit 15 drivers or 14 drivers, and he said 10 of them. They all went over 320 yards, and he said about 10 of them in the middle could have you could have put a hula hoop out there, and they all would have landed right inside of it. And I was like. That, that's the kind of stuff I registered for the Massachusetts mid amateur this morning. So now I'm now registered for three so far this summer updates nice. coming to you soon. Yes. Possible um, surprises from the show as well. We'll see. I listen, especially if I qualify for one of these things, the U S mid am, um, the qualifiers don't open until April. I'm going to, I'm going to register for one that's in my neighborhood. And if that, if, if some pipe dream comes true, we'll be doing live from Aaron Hills, but um, Hell yeah. circling all the way back around, it, the 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 difference between what you and I can do and what these guys can do it's I mean it's you know it's like me driving to the store versus Jeff Gordon behind the wheel Jeff Gordon there's a throwback <laughs> good old so anyways I've got my final four have we hit your final four so my final four is is a bit chalky so like my final four isn't going to be able to be afforded 
uh, on DraftKings in one line because I already tried. Uh, but my final four is, is Rom, Berger, Shoffley, and Thomas. I like it. So that's my final four. So it's a bit, it's a bit, a uh, bit higher end. But so in that case, what I would do for when it comes to DraftKings is I'm going to take obviously the two guys I have um, in the championship. I would actually have Berger and Shoffley in the championship. So I'd want both of them on my on my team because they're going to go technically the furthest without winning. And then after that, I want to pivot to some of the guys that might have made it to the to the the final eight, and or maybe in look and depending on who you have in your final four, your champion price is going to going to start to dictate how further into your bracket you have to go. You might have to go to a guy that you just picked to upset in the in the group stage and get to round two. But then no, not go any further than that. But that might be enough for you to differentiate from the rest of the field if you're going to have some chalkier guys up top. So, you know, for, like for instance, for me, I have Kevin Na coming out of that bracket with Neiman, Henley, and McNeely. I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have to throw Kevin Na into my lineup because that's a spot where I think he was only like 68 or 6600. Like I'm gonna need some salary savings there if I want to get Berger, Shoffley, and maybe even a JT in there because they're just too expensive. Kevin Knock can roll it. And if you can putt and he, if you're putting well this week, you're dangerous in match play because, again, like we've pointed out a million times already, you know, one hole's a hole, 12 followed by three fours. And, and it's yep. all, you know, and it's all a wash. So I actually have Knock going to the quarterfinals, taking out Zalatoris as well. So, you know, I kind of like that. And I wish in a fictional movie we were writing, if we were writing a, a screen, a screenplay of young William Zalatoris's rise to, to, to fame, <laughs> this is the scene where he goes up against. The you know the the kind of maybe third or fourth tier boss he's not to the top level yet yeah and he but thinks he's just a little then, cocky to, to think right he gets a little cocky problem. to Kevin Na <laughs> maybe maybe Zalatoris walks in a putt on the third hole yeah. and Na just doesn't 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 respond and just all of a sudden rattles off like seven thirty footers in a row exactly like, Zalatoris doesn't hit another putt for the rest of the round and that's how it goes yeah. down because to your point earlier when these folks are on in match play your opponent hits it within five feet you don't care because like you yeah. like you pointed you out i'm 30 care. feet out i know i'm gonna make this he still might miss that he's probably gonna make it but that's fine because i'm gonna i'm gonna drain this 30 footer and guys like kevin nod jt jordan spieth let's all cross yeah. our fingers and see if we can get a jordan Look, I lo- jt second i love round. i love jordan spieth I, i'm always rooting for the guy i know he's had his ups and downs but i'm jordan smith is one of those guys that i would love to interview at some point just because i just want to talk to him he i think he's gone through such a roller coaster of a mental uh, mental journey in the golf world that I do, I want to pick his brain a bit and see see what that was like from his side of things. Because look, he took a beat he took a beating in the media for a while there, and you know where people were doubting him. And I I'd, I'd love to just talk to him and, and get his side of everything. Me as well, because he especially uh, you're a father, right? Yes. Yes. And I'm a new, I still say a new father. I have a friend <laughs> of mine who's like, dude, your 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 little girl's gonna be two in July. Um, yeah, you only get to use the new you're dad into thing. it now <laughs> yeah he's like you only get to use that for a while but uh jordan's a new dad you know and, and, yes. and you look at somebody like rory and i mentioned a minute ago he uh he's the oldest guy in the top 10 and old is a relative term in golf old in golf used to be 46 jack nicholas winning a major uh and now they're forcing now, these guys they're trying to force these guys to get to the champions tour so they can have a, a lineup <laughs> i like it i like listen dude i'm gonna be watching the champions tour from now on because everybody you and i grew up with is gonna keep playing it's gonna be exciting where you can look at bernard longer i mean geez i know but jordan's gonna come out of this first of all he had the mental struggles where he got the yips whether it was mentally with the swing whatever it might be um he got married he had a kid jt has not 
made some of those leaps yet. I will be interested to see how that, 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 that game changes. For some guys, it does different things. John Rahm, again, I think it's a secret. The Spaniard being fiery and yes. living off of passion in life. He had a kid. Him and his wife are expecting another kid. Uh, and so, and, and he's still the world number one. So yeah. maybe a guy like that really it does fuel him. Uh, you know, some of the other guys – it messes with your noodle a little bit. It might change. And it doesn't make them. It. it doesn't make them weak. If it does mess with it, those massive life changes. If, no. If it, if it does, it's it's more surprising if it doesn't change you. Like it, it, it has to to an extent. So you, so yes, you you absolutely are, are are going exactly where I was going, which is a guy like Rory, who when he had Poppy. Um, and the only reason I know his daughter's name is because my wife and I were going to name our daughter Poppy. We really were. We yeah, went on a vacation out to uh, the Olympic uh, Olympia Peninsula, or Olympic Peninsula, sorry, in Washington. Yep. And uh, we stayed on a little cabin on the beach. and It was called Poppy. And we were going to name our daughter Poppy. And then when That's I said, cute. hey, honey, Rory Nakaroy just named his daughter Poppy. She's like, mother. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, but Rory went through that. And all of a sudden perspective changes he's going to start rattling off some wins here i'm not the i mean obviously we're not the only one saying it you hear the buzz and he is floating around up top and it's going to click and i think it it takes time for any life change to set before you know how your game is going to evolve in game being a very big general term whether it's golf life your job um you know when you go through a major shift it, it does take time but as they have, as as guys like Rory have shown, and Tigre for for that matter, if, if you stay the course, if you believe in the mission that you set for yourself, no matter a setback or um, or a blessing, uh, whatever makes that little axis of your own personal universe shift one way or the other, it, it, if what you're doing is the right thing, the universe has a way of reinforcing that either through results or serendipitous interjections of relationships and people you meet. So to bring it full circle, I think that Jordan Spieth is on the cusp of coming out of that, that cycle of, um, you know, like you said, he, he has a special needs sister. So early on in life, he had to, you know, he had to kind of come to grips with when the world throws you a curveball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden he wins the masters and three majors before he's 22 years old. Uh, and then, and then all of a sudden he starts struggling a little bit in the doubt, but then in his personal life, he gets married, he has a kid and now he's starting to kind of creep around the top tens again. And, you know, he, he, he was there at the, he was there at the Ryder cup and in, in, in many ways. So a guy like JT, I think when he goes to that life change, I'm excited to see that both because it's a fun thing. Um, and it also is a test, you know, there's some golfers who can't handle it and Mm -hmm. you know, the life, the life does dictate it. And, there's a reason you and I are talking right now and we're not preparing for the WGC Dell technologies match play because, you know, we, we're not that caliber golfer, maybe no. even thinker. Uh, so so in Tiger said, he came back from his hiatus. That was the thing that he was like, I knew I had to do it. I had to get in with the boys. I had to be part of the community again because he spent so many years shut out yep. and won 15, 14 majors. Got the fifteenth later. I think he'll get more. I think Jordan Spieth. We're going to see some more. Um, and I think uh, just like anything, you know, when when golf is the perfect medium to test oneself, because yeah. no matter what's going on off the course, the course doesn't care. Exactly. The course, the course will always dictate how your day goes when you're out there it doesn't matter <laughs> it's great but before before we continue in with some of our some of our other conversations that we have planned i do want to quickly what 
Oh yeah, sorry. Anything I didn't realize I said that out loud. Oh, <laughs> just having thoughts spurred out of your mouth. I see. Uh, <laughs> no, I do want to quickly because look, Belly Up Sports. If you go to the at Belly Up Sports uh, on Twitter, we have another promotion going on with Pristine Auction right now. So last week we gave away a Javante Williams sized uh, signed jersey through Pristine Auction. Right now, all you have to do is go to pristineauction.com slash register and just register with a sign-up code or the registration the registration code BELLY. You don't even have to put any money down. With that, if you choose to put money down and enter some auctions, you get $10 off your first purchase. But all you got to do is sign up for free, and you can be entered to win this week a Chase Claypool signed football jersey. Pristine Auction is fantastic. They are one of the top places where you can go and get signed jerseys uh equipment helmets balls whatever pictures you got to check them out just go and sign up for free no money down and get a chance to win a chase claypool signed jersey there'll be more to come in the future keep an eye out but go to at belly up sports find that tweet and just sign up it's free and get yourself a jersey enjoy yourself question and observation observation first of all you can't beat free 99 just can't. It's Hell there's. Yeah. I think it's science. There's no. There's no price that beats free ninety nine. But um, I did want to ask you a question. They are going to be uh, both Chase Chase Claypool signed and sized, right? It would be kind of weird to have a Chase Claypool jersey that was sized for my daughter, right? <laughs> yeah, I just signed. No, yeah, no, no, that, 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 that's good. No, because the Devonte Adams jersey, I would want a Devonte Adams sized signed jersey myself. Si- yeah, no, uh, no, no custom sizes. These are <laughs> these are. You know, meant to be in a frame. We're not getting a medium or maybe an extra, <laughs> uh, uh, an extra medium. Look, I good. I bet you, you could go on there and find a signed Devonte Adams jersey, though maybe not in your daughter's size, but you, you you can find one on there for sure. They got everything, so check it out. Pristine, baby. Pristine. I want to sneak that in there. So, but anyways, mm-hmm. back to the important stuff. We got so uh, let's see. We'll, let's see where we left off because we went on some tangents there. I gave my final four. Did you give your final four? Was it I did. I'm going to reinforce it because okay. I clicked, I clicked through us. to make sure. I, I may. I want to make sure I like it. I, I still remember we're <laughs> your boys living in tears, tears for fears world. So um, I do still have JT X is going to give it to you, DJ and Scheffler. And uh, if I had to put, if I had to pick a winner, if those four, if those four walk in, JT walks out. Okay. I, I just I, I I think I think he's gonna win and I hope it's at Augusta, but I think it might be sooner. I think he might peak this week. Um I will Bryson DeChambeau pull out of this tournament in the next twelve hours. Look, it's very possible. It, <laughs> he's starting to look, he's it's starting to become part of his makeup where you, you can't count on him until you see him tee off. And it, it's <laughs> it's unfortunate because he's so good, but he's just doing it so often now that you, you gotta think about it. And it's it's a shame. <laughs> It well, it also it doesn't help the it doesn't help the rumor mills when he's pulling out of tournaments left and right, and then all of a sudden Greg Norman and the Live Golf Entertainment crew come out and they announce, "Hey, we got eight tournaments. One of them is in our backyard, the International outside of Austin in September." Um, yep. That's one of those things I'm thinking about going over there and checking it out, just because first of all, they still haven't announced any players. Nope. I mean, you know, I, I wrote I wrote an early tee for Stick and Hack this morning that was it, or it was yesterday, and it was uh, you know, if they build it, will they come? Like it's it, you know, we've got tournaments, we've got fields, we got two hundred fifty five million dollars in in prize money, we got bonuses, incentives. I like the format. I think it's all mm-hmm. unique and special. 
Again, I think that they shot themselves in the foot trying to poach top talent instead of saying, here are some counterfield events that we can present. Because they're they're going there's only one week that they're not going against the PGA tour. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of them, it's 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 tournaments, they're not majors, and there's nothing that we would consider to be maybe a top-tier tournament. No disrespect, golf's a hard sport. But they went after the top guys. They missed them. And so now it is kind of like, who who wants to go out there? I, I, I think they didn't want to be a corn fairy tour. I think that Greg Norman's head and heart, well, his heart's in the right place. His head up is rear. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't bite the hand that feeds you, buddy. You yes, know? I yes, mean, yes. Your helicopters didn't come from your wine business. Uh, <laughs> you know, that money came from somewhere else. So I'm not The wine business sure. came from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Phil. Phil's going to rehab his image. He's going to skip Augusta. He... He may or may not defend PGA. I think he'll clean everything up and 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 you know mend some fences before the PGA. Yeah. I don't think he owes anybody an apology. I think it was just embarrassing. It's not like he yeah. offended anybody. I think it was just kind of embarrassing. Where um, that was a Jerry Maguire moment. Who's coming with me? Yep. And, and nobody. Because <laughs> I do think I do think that if he would have taken the approach of there's this cool thing with a shit ton of money, um, mm-hmm. and and here's the deal. Just present it as an option. You would have, I think they would have absolutely snagged a hand. Uh, I don't even know how many guys, 48 team, 48 person field every week. That's their thing. 48 people, 54 holes, shotgun starts, which I like. Shotgun um, starts are cool for, to, to see in this, this level of play. Yeah. Especially now the draw becomes uber important. You know, do you get, you know, where do you get front nine, back nine, which hole even. And I thought we got a little taste of that from the players watching these guys have to come out there and just start on 17 or start yep. on it number nine. A lot. <laughs> it does a lot. So if, you know, they've got a cool format, they've got the money, but I think that that's where they just shot themselves in the foot. I mean, no, yeah. no disrespect. Like the shark gives a rat's rear who Bud Copeland is, but, um, well, I don't that see why they could. So they took they took the approach of trying to almost like overtake and push out the PGA Tour, and I don't know why they couldn't just take the approach of we're just going to be like another like European Tour where you can come over play some tournaments with us, like you can come still play tournament, like y- you can do it if you know you have your main tour card, you choose whichever one you want, and then you you have some ex- ex- uh, what's it called um exemptions. Thank you, exemptions. I couldn't get. I was want to say exemplaries for some reason, but exemptions. We're on the same page. Get some exemptions to play in, like so you can cross play the these tours. I don't see why they didn't take more of an approach that would have made that possible than trying to take on the PGA Tour. It just so seems they, silly. So they, so the group they do have, uh, they do have an association with the Asian Tour. Which okay. is which is in some weird. There's all these different governing bodies and tours of golf. I don't know how they're all related. It's it's like a southern wedding. Everybody's related, but there's a, sh- a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, that was a bad knock at my old crew. I am from the south. Don't <laughs> at me, Dixieland. So, but but it really is. They're associated with that. That's my point. Is they almost had this this thing that I I believe what they could have done is taken the premier marquee up and comers from the Asian tour. Yep. Offered up, like you were saying, a handful of spots to anybody else to just go down the world top. I mean, first come, first serve. Yeah. John played these couple tournaments. tournaments. See how you like it. Take it for a test drive. I mean, come on. (laughs) Like it's into Jay Moynihan. And and actually, I've got, I went to high school with a gentleman who works for the PGA Tour. He's the general counsel there. And I I haven't talked to him in a while. And this is almost one of those times I want to be like, dude, somebody get to the comms shop and tell Jay, I like what they did in the sense that we're moving on. But I don't like the dismissive factor of it. You don't own golf and you don't own competitive golf for money. Um, you can say, Greg, Phil, your head's up your rear. 
you, yeah. you came, you, you know, you, if you come at the King, you best not miss. Right. We've all seen the wire. Yeah. He came at the King and it, it didn't work out too well. Have a little bit of gravitas, maybe let the dust settle and maybe they are, they're going to see how this year goes. But I think that you and I right here on divots and pivots brought to you by the belly up sports uh, you know, network of shows and fantasy national shout out boys and girls at fantasy. Yes, national. We always. We solved it. Marquee Asian tour players, give them some exposure over here in the States. If they get certain number of top 10 finishes, they get to then parlay that into some, some sponsor exemptions or exemptions into tour events. Yep. You open up maybe 10 of the 48 spots or half who cares to the world's, the world ranking. And you send out the emails and if, if number 276 is the first person to get back to you that week, give that person a freaking shot. Yeah. You know, that's how it works because somebody like Andrew LaDuke goes, you know what? I'm about to hang it up. Life's been kicking me in the junk. I have got nothing going for me. I'm 658th in the Ouch. world golf ranking. What's this email? Click. And it's like oddly hey. nailing my life right now, but <laughs> you know, well, do you know why? Because guys like us who, uh, first of all, are into the things that we're into most, <laughs> most notably golf and betting on things outside of our control that yes. responsibly, if you ever feel like it's getting out of control, holler at your boy or somebody else who can help. Yes. But it's because we are gluttons for a challenge, you know, it, it, and I'm not saying we go out and seek it, but the universe knows that it's not going to hand us anything more than we can handle. And I think that's why people are drawn to golf, where you say to somebody, what'd you shoot? 110. Oh, it's fucking awful. What do you mean? I'll be out there again tomorrow. What? Exactly. Are you? No. Because you just hit that one good shot. <laughs> it's just that one good shot. Oh, God. What's the movie? Life is a series of moments. Um, it, um, I, I know I know the line, too. Because we're children <laughs> of the same age. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but that's the, that, that, that's the point. Life... Life is a series of moments, challenges, uh, you know, pain, what pain, pain fades, glory lasts forever. Chicks dig scars. Is that what oh, Fal yeah. Shane, Shane Falco said that in the replacement? Oh yeah. That was the replacement. So yeah. I was saying, I know that line too. <laughs> I'm a, so, uh, no, it's, it, that's, how, that's how, that's how this game goes, dude. And that's also why the, uh, the entire, the entire live golf entertainment approach, uh, is going to work. They have a product, they have golf tournaments, and they've got money. I mean, yeah. you put that together, you're going to find people to show up and play for it. And that's why some kid who is 287th on the world to, on the world rankings playing in the Asian Tour is going to hop a flight and tee it up, win $5 million or whatever stupid amounts yeah. they're giving out for first. It's going to change his life. And I think I, I think that the, the tour was right to have their guard up at first, but yeah, Rory nailed it when he said, "You're offering us something we already have. We have money." And he and, and they only tough. had to put they only had to put up their guard because, like you said, they tried to poach the top players from the PGA Tour. If they didn't try to go at it that way, hell, the PGA Tour might have helped them set something up. For all we know, you because look, the last thing the PGA Tour wants is golf to become this divided thing. The PGA Tour gets much more if the, if golf becomes a more worldwide sport, which it already is. But if it becomes more popular worldwide, it's only better for them because there's still a lot, people are always going to turn to the PGA Tour first when it comes to television, when it comes to news. They're going to go there first, and so it another tour doesn't necessarily hurt the PGA Tour, but they just came at the PGA Tour so aggressively that of course they had to put their guard up. You, you can't, like you said, you can't blame them for that. I mean, go to go to go to a Beatles concert as a guitarist and be and and just say, "Get off the stage! This is my show." And it's like, 
what? Now, if you would have walked up and said backstage, excuse me, sir, I really enjoy your music. Do you mind if I jam with you a little bit? Oh, sure. Come on. We can work something out. And I think that's exactly what just happened. And Jay Moynihan did the right thing. He said, gentlemen, if you want it, if you want it, if you want to dabble in that, there's the door. Go for it. And I don't blame him when that kind of money is out there. People say, yes, they're independent contractors. They're right, which means they can choose whether or not they want to continue working for the, and I, and cause Jay knows that even if the top 20 guys walked out next man up, next golfer up, there's, well, yeah. there, there's hundreds of guys who are sleeping in their cars or doing Monday qualifiers. And that, that talent gap, you'll see it just like that gets snatched up because while they're unique, there's 8 billion people in the world. So there's John Rom, there's Dustin Johnson but you know what? Law of large numbers suggests that there's half a dozen to a dozen other John Roms and Dustin Johnsons. Just haven't gotten the chance to be seen yet. <laughs> yeah, they just need, you know yeah. what? John Daly needed six or seven guys to drop out of the PGA. And Tom some flashy Brady, pants. And some flashy <laughs> Tom Brady needed six or seven guys to get drafted ahead of him uh, before deciding. Uh, no, I think Tom Brady. More specifically, he needed he needed Drew Brees to have a punk. Uh, Drew Brees. Thank Drew, you. Drew, Drew Bledsoe to have a punctured lung. <laughs> Was it a punctured lung? Was that? Oh the yeah, big... he was in the hospital. He went straight to the hospital. I forgot. I, I forgot what broke his lung. Yeah. Oh yeah, Drew Bledsoe was uh, was not in great condition after that hit he took. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, but just because we started this conversation, we had no plans of going down the 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 Saudi tour route here or anything. But can we agree that? That if there was someone, because we started talking with Bryce and DeChambeau pulling out and how it doesn't help the rumor mill and whatnot. Sure. Can't, I'm curious to see if we can agree that he has the ego where he would say, hey, no one else is going to do this. I can go over there and just be like the king of all kings. That's where I was going. And, and crush this and make all this money and, and like build this tour up and take it, take the credit for it. Like that's kind of where i was going I can't, with it. Put, I can't put it past Bryson to, to do that. So you kind of got to take some of those rumors as like a, I, I still think he's probably going to stay in the PGA Tour, but would it shock me? Would would it surprise me that he may be playing a little game here with his fellow competitors and with the PGA Tour and seeing what he can get out of the situation for himself? It wouldn't shock me at all. No, not at all. I mean, at the end of the day, Colin, Rory, they all said it. We play for trophies, not for money. Those guys yeah. do anyways. And so, uh, you know, Bryson still wants the Masters. Uh, I don't yes. – I'm not going to speak for him, but I don't think he cares about the PGA that much. I think for some weird reason, this is all just straight vibe reading offline. Um, I think he has a respect for the the history of the game and the in the Open, the U.S. Open. Obviously, he won at Winged Foot, and we all know the the place the USGA has in his kind of heart. Uh, and then there's Augusta, which is everybody's kind of unicorn. Speaking of Augusta, um, I was just real quick, interesting aside. I found out the person, one of the person persons. Tiger's Hall of Fame class included a woman named Marion Hollins, who I'd never okay. heard of before. Yep. Have you heard of this person? I haven't either. No, it enlightened me. So Marion Hollins was a big, big player. And I say player, meaning uh, influence, influencer is what we would call them. The kids would call her an influencer uh, back <laughs> in the day in the early 20th century. Uh, golf courses like Cypress Point, which is one of the most mm-hmm. exclusive and kind of bucket list courses in the world, and Pasa Tiempo, both out in California. Yep. She was integral to the development of the courses. She actually was from the East Coast, but she was a sports person. She was into like um, horse-drawn carriage racing. She did polo. 
lawn oh. games, obviously golf. She was a competitive golfer. She won the 19, uh, 1921 U.S. Women's Amateur. So she had a passion for the game and an eye for the game. And she was just on the development team for Cypress Point and Pasatiempo. And she just had a knack for it. She saw the course for what it was. The 16th at Cypress Point, which is a 200-yard forced carry over the Pacific Ocean. Rumor has it that it was her call to make that the tee shot. All, all the men were walking around saying, there's nothing for us here. And so she teed up a ball, cleared it, and said, if I can do it. And they all were like, and I guess Alistair McKenzie at that point, the British uh, designer of yeah. Cypress and Pasatiempo, was like, well, you know, she's she. what are we going to do? Say no? Like, she just did it. She just proved to us that this is a good par three. Yep. So rumor has it that um, Marion Hollins played an exhibition match with Bobby Jones back in the early 20s at Eastlake, and they became best buddies right then and there. And so when Bobby Jones and Cliff Roberts were starting Augusta National Golf Club and they were looking for course designers, it was Marion Hollins, after chirping and chirping and chirping about this Alistair McKenzie, was one of the reasons. I mean, it wasn't the only reason, but that was yeah. one of the reasons that this British guy – in the heart of the deep South where I can tell you growing up there, they don't take kindly to, to, to outsiders, especially back then. Uh, and foreigners, you know, we're talking a time of this is America, you know, America's taking over the game of golf and all this kind of stuff, but now Alice yeah. McKenzie got the gig. And during the building, this was from her, um, from her hall of fame information during the building of Augusta national McKenzie wasn't on site. Most of the time Hollins was. Okay. And when Cliff Roberts sent uh, McKenzie a note and said, Hey, shouldn't you be here to kind of make sure that everything's going all right? He said, I sent Marion there to be my eyes and ears and report back for, I have never met a man with sounder ideas, quote unquote. And it's it, just it, kind of like, it's amazing. I, especially considering how long Augusta stayed men only too. Like that's absolutely amazing that what a story. <laughs> So, and so you, I mean, fact check me on it and, and you'll see it's true. Marion Hollins, she, and, and the reason we don't know her name is she was contemporaries with people like Babe Saharius, who Babe Diedrichson Saharius might have been the most fantastic athlete of all time. You can drop the moniker of gender and she just, anything sure. she touched, she did, and she did it better than anybody standing around. So she was contemporaries with her and she also passed away of a stroke, complications of a stroke at age 51. So she left us 60, 70 years ago, but there have been, um, especially in the women's game, but there have been in circles within golf that have been banging this drum for a long time that Marion Hollins needs to get her due. And so with the Hall of Fame class, I thought it was fitting that a person like that, who is a, a giant in the amateur game, who is so influential to places and tournaments that we're familiar with, that we yeah. didn't, you know, that, that she's not just synonymous with them. And I get it at the time. Um, it, you know, fast forward, if she was around now doing the exact same things, she would be all over the record books. It would say either co-designer or developer next to her name. Sure. So, uh, I, I just thought that was kind of, that was kind of intriguing because I don't know the shit you, the shit you stumble across <laughs> when you're in the, uh, in the, the DFS golf slash podcast slash sports world. Well, that's why you pay attention to everything. You, you you just you take it all you take because you never know what because that's just an amazing story you never know when you're going to get something like that out of somebody else that you meet on the street you, you know you can meet them on the street or you can be watching tv and see someone's acceptance speech to whatever hall of fame or oscar award that they're winning you know whatever you just never know what you're going to get from who you're going to get it so and, the lesson there is you you, you got to keep going you got to you got to yeah. move forward you got to keep rolling um and you got to uh, stay open you got to stay open to everyone to anyone and Everyone, the more you, everyone's got a story and everyone can be related to by somebody in the world. You never know when that person is going to be right across from you. Cause it, the longer you stick around here, the more you realize that it's, you know, 
you're not alone. And I don't mean that in the, the super cheesy <laughs> metaphorical sense, but I do yes. mean it, mean it in the super cheesy metaphorical sense in that uh, there's 8 billion people walking the earth soon this year. I guess we're going to cross that threshold at some point. And, um, and, and somebody's been there before. There's a great anecdote from the West Wing. Aaron Sorkin, the fans of the show will know I'm a super Aaron Sorkin fanatic. I'm a Dorkin, so to speak. I think this might be uh, two weeks in a row you brought up the West Wing. Well, maybe it was two a week before that, but it's well, not this anecdote, up, it's not come up twice on the show. Because <laughs> the anecdote is super. The entire world can be can be can be uh, learned about through a, a West Wing anecdote. And this one's short, so it's actually it's just a joke that Aaron Sorkin used. And it's not a joke; it's a, a an anecdote, a tale. And it's about yep. tough times. And, you know, a man falls into a hole. He's walking down the street, doesn't see it, falls into the hole. And he walks by and he sees a doctor and he just says, you know, hey, doc, can you can you help me out? I'm in this hole. I can't get out. And the doctor looks at him and writes him a prescription, tosses it down there and keeps walking. Well, doc, that's not help me. So then he sees a priest and he says, father, father, listen, I fell down this hole. Can you help me out? The priest stops, says a prayer, writes the prayer down. Thanks. Tosses it down in the hole, keeps walking. And then he sees up and he sees a guy he hadn't seen in a long time. And he says, Hey, Joe, Joe, I'm down here. Can you, can you help me? Can you, can you help me out? And Joe jumps down in the hole and he looks at him. He says, you idiot. Now we're both down here. And Joe says, yeah, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. And so to your point, you yeah. definitely never know who might be your Joe. You never yeah. know if, whether it's somebody you've known forever or it's a conversation with a person at a bar at the airport who just happens to say the right thing in the right moment. And kind of shifts your perspective um, because it is a big world. And, and, and although it feels like it spins fast, uh, you do get 24 hours in every day and you get to choose how you spend them, which is why I'm so happy that uh, Fantasy National and Belly Up and everybody else and you, most importantly, allow me to spend this time. Well, and don't think that you can't be somebody else's Joe, too. I think that's another thing. Don't think so low of yourself that you can't be the Joe to somebody yep. else just to like continue that. on with your to your, your story there. I like that. You have something to offer to everyone too. You can, you can, a story of your day, of your life, of your week, whatever can change someone else's life. But if you don't, if you choose to just sit there in silence on your phone, when you're in a public space alone, you you don't know what opportunity you just missed to talk to somebody new, to, to, to share your experiences with somebody. Just put yourself out there and enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things to do it because look, you're traveling right now. I travel a lot for work. I spend a lot of times at airports (laughs) and and when I, that's my favorite thing. I like to just go off alone, find a spot at a bar at the airport and just sit there and see who I can talk to and not just sit on my phone and lose myself. Cause if I want to do that, I'll just go sit at the gate and find a corner and fall asleep. Why not talk to somebody? I can either help someone or someone can help me either way. It's a lot of good coming out of that conversation and don't be afraid to have it. You are what you get out and put, you put out into the universe. You put good vibes out there. You're going to get good vibes back. I, I exactly. feel like that's your good vibes only, man. <laughs> Listen, Man, yeah. we, we're vibing. We're vibing. We are vibing because we're 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 at Austin City Limits at the Country Club for the WGC yes. Dell Technologies match play. Yes, yeah. and, and, and we and we hit you with we hit you with our final fours because, like I said, don't forget fill out the bracket first. If you're gonna bet money this week on, on DraftKings, Yahoo, FanDuel, whatever, whether the format is still classic style, do yourself a favor and fill out the bracket first so you don't make a mistake where you pick two or three guys from the same group and have no chance of winning from the second you hit submit, fill out the brackets, start from your winner down, work backwards, be smart. And as always, if you have an issue with gambling, reach out, only bet what you can bet. Let's play smart people. And Hey, look, we're, we're coming to the end of the show here now. So this was, 
we just flowed with this show and I loved it because we had kind of an idea what we were coming into. I don't think we ever really got to that idea. But I like you know that what? you say we had an idea of what we were doing. <laughs> don't tell people that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, like we, we, like we had a plan where we thought we were going to go in one way. We swerved a little, but you know what? This, I think we still hit, we hit some fun stuff here and I, I really enjoyed this. All. Did we swerve or did we pivot? We pivoted. We, we took a hard <laughs> pivot. My hips are a little sore from that pivot, but we, we took a hard pivot. <laughs> My hips are sore. From Look, so heart. so I went so I went on a hike Sunday for the first time in many years, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go hike this mountain because it's it's a mountain, it's Mount Monadnock. You're from the area over in Jaffa, New Hampshire. Yeah, it's yeah. a mountain that I've done before, and I remember it's like, oh yeah, that wasn't too bad. It's more like a trail. Every now and then you do some. Yeah, it's not a presidential or anything. You no, no, get no, in no. And it's out. it's just under 3,200 feet tall to the sure. summit. Um, it. It kicked my ass because <laughs> I am now a 32-year-old man who, who has not hiked in a couple of years, and my ankles are still so My Achilles still feel like they're going to pop. What are you so excited about? <laughs> my tailor-made P790s are in at Golf Galaxy in Burlington. Let's go. I, 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 we got a minute left in the show. How do I explain to my boss that I have to quit my job just to go pick up? No, I can't quit my job. You can't quit I'm your actually job. Glad, I'm, I'm glad I'm at this conference because had I gotten this text, I would have been calling in sick for the rest of the week. Um, shout well, out well, you know, no, we can do we'll we'll do a little divots and pivots uh road show to go pick up your clubs <laughs> pick them up unbox them live <laughs> you know what next week we'll have a live unboxing because um actually no we won't you're I'm not gonna, gonna be able to keep them in. In the I'm not listen this has been the best hour of my uh week i mean it is yes, only yes. tuesday so i'm gonna we're gonna call it the leader in the clubhouse before yes. you have to wrap up what you have to say i do want to say thank you again to the folks at belly up as always it is fantastic to be able to come out here say what you think and uh mean it also to the folks at fantasy national golf club i'm looking forward to next week uh i, I still I, I don't know what i'm doing with match play <laughs> back to you in the studio it's all good and as always at belly up media Thank you. If you haven't noticed, we, ch- we changed the branding to Belly Up Media now instead of the Belly Up Podcast on Twitter. So make sure you follow at Belly Up Media. It's the same thing. We just changed the name a bit because we are bringing a lot of media stuff in the future to you. We are going to be shifting and growing. You can't, you don't, I mean, don't want to miss it. Keep an eye out for Pristine Auction, Fantasy National, love you, and watch us on TikiLive.com. Thanks for joining us again, guys. We'll see you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.